Welcome to Get Connected. Each week on the podcast, we read aloud stories from National Seniors Australia's weekly email, Connect. This podcast is for people who have a preference to hear stories read out aloud rather than reading them from a screen. My name is Jim Cantwell. For our first story this week, we welcome Professor Tom Kalmer as the 2023 Australian Senior of the Year. With a lifetime of advocacy work for Indigenous Australians, Professor Tom Kalmer has been given the prestigious award. Professor Tom Kalmer, an Aboriginal elder of the Kungurakan people and member of the Iwaja people, has been named as the Senior Australian of the Year for 2023. He is currently the Chancellor of the University of Canberra, a professor at the University of Sydney and the National Coordinator for Tackling Indigenous Smoking. He was awarded the Senior Australian of the Year for 2023, having spent his life and career dedicated to advocacy work. For over 40 years, Professor Kalmer has been a champion for the rights of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. He was instrumental in establishing the National Congress of Australia's First Peoples. He co-chaired Reconciliation Australia for over a decade. He co-led the co-design of the Voice to Parliament initiative. He launched the Stop the Gap campaign aimed at improving the health and life expectancy of Australia's Indigenous people. National Seniors Australia warmly expresses congratulations to Professor Tom Kalmer on being named Senior Australian of the Year. Chief Advocate Ian Henschke was effusive in his praise, stating that Professor Kalmer continues to be a vital voice representing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders after a lifetime fighting for social change. His work has benefited Indigenous older Australians and will continue to be felt by the generations that follow. The Australian of the Year Awards are administered by the National Australia Day Council and were first awarded to an Australian citizen back in 1960. Over the years, the award was given greater diversification with award categories introduced. These days, in addition to the Primary Australian of the Year Award, there are awards for the Young Australian, Senior Australian and Local Hero. The very first Senior Australian of the Year was awarded to country music star Slim Dusty in October 1999. This first award was timed to coincide with the United Nations declaring 1999 as the International Year of Older Persons and was initially managed by the Department of Health and Ageing. It was later arranged for the National Australia Day Council to take over administering the award, moving to January to align with other awards. Professor Kalmer takes over from the 2022 Senior Australian of the Year, Val Dempsey, a lifelong volunteer with the St John's Ambulance. This year, the Senior Australian of the Year Award winners were as follows. For 2023, the Senior Australian of the Year was Professor Tom Kalmer. The ACT Senior of the Year, again, was Professor Tom Kalmer. For New South Wales, Senior of the Year was Teresa Plain. The Northern Territory Senior of the Year, Bernard Tipaloa. Queensland Senior of the Year, Claude Lyle Harvey. The South Australian Senior of the Year, Sandra Miller. The Tasmanian Senior of the Year, Dr. Francis Donaldson, Victorian Senior of the Year, Professor Frank Oberclade, Western Australia Senior of the Year, Teresa Kwok. For our second story this week, we look at aged care and sexual intimacy when the door shuts on getting together. Aged care residents want their rights to sexual expression back. Here is what is stopping them. 
The key points here are a study finds that aged care homes are barriers to residents' intimate relations. Barriers include negative views of other residents and ageist attitudes. Staff balance residents' rights to sexuality and their professional duty of care. Some seniors in aged care homes find themselves thrown back to their adolescence, sneaking a kiss or something more when new romances blossom. However, a university study has found that residents often face barriers that prevent them from maintaining intimate relationships. How residential aged care facilities respond to the issue of sex and intimacy among its residents was published in the Journal of Medical Ethics. The survey, led by Linda McAlefee and Professor Deirdre Featherstonehall at La Trobe's Australian Centre for Evidence-Based Aged Care, surveyed almost 3,000 Australian residential aged care facilities. Professor Featherston Hoare said as the population ages and the need for residential care facilities grow, the right to intimacy and sexual expression of older adults in residential aged care must be respected. Intimacy contributes to our well-being and extends into older age, despite cognitive or physical impairment. However, unlike their community-dwelling peers who continue to enjoy their right to sexual freedom, aged care residents often find their right to sexual expression is hampered, Professor Featherston Hall said. Barriers include a lack of privacy, unavailability of shared rooms with double beds, unlockable doors, lack of partner or difficulty establishing new or maintaining old relationships. Other barriers include the negative views held by other residents or even the views of health professionals who may have wider societal ageist attitudes towards sexuality and ageing. The net result is that residents' sexuality is often overlooked and at worst actively discouraged, Professor Featherston Horton said. Challenges for staff and how they make decisions on intimacy. Dementia raises questions about the capacity of residents' Dementia raises questions about the capacity of residents to consent to intimate behaviour. In such cases, staff negotiate a delicate balance between the residents' right to sexuality and their professional duty of care, Professor Featherston Horn said. There is also a lack of legal guidance. Laws on mental capacity exist for legal, financial and medical decisions with explicit criteria for when personal decisions are to be upheld, but there is little guidance when it comes to resident sexual decisions. When making decisions about residents' intimate relationships and sexual expression, staff said they considered whether residents had a spouse living in the community, their cognitive impairment and family disapproval. The study also revealed that only half of the facilities had written policies on sexuality. Only one in six had policies on sexual health and one-third on sexual behaviour. We now look at a case study of Norm and Carol. A fictional relationship between Norm and Carol was the centrepiece of the survey, which asked staff how they would react to the close, mutually satisfying relationship. Just 10% of the aged care worker respondents said that they would intervene with the relationship, with the vast majority happy to let it blossom. But as several scenarios were explored, staff felt more inclined to respond to concerning signs. 90% said they would act if Norm was distressed in Carol's presence, while 40% would speak up if they knew Norm was married and his wife lived in the community. Staff also said they would intervene if there was family disapproval or if Norm or Carol had a cognitive impairment. To read the full report, visit the La Trobe University website.
For our final story this week, we look at the government scheme you may have never heard about. While the Department of Health is considering whether home equity could help keep people out of residential care, many don't realise a government equity release scheme already exists. A recent options paper by the Federal Department of Health has outlined a new system that, if implemented, would enable Australians to use their own home equity to fund any small-scale renovations needed to keep living in their own home for as long as possible. Such funds could be used to install ramps, handrails and other amenities that deliver greater accessibility to our homes, making them age-friendly. Recently, in an interview with Josh Sepps on ABC Radio Sydney, National Seniors Australia's Chief Advocate Ian Henschke discussed the value of the scheme to older Australians, who overwhelmingly want to stay in their own home if they can. It was an information-rich conversation, revealing among many things that a similar scheme is already in place. You can listen to the full half-hour conversation on the ABC website, or you can read on the main points raised during that chat. A similar proposal was made by Paul Keating. Former Prime Minister Paul Keating proposed a home equity scheme when addressing the Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Assurance back in 2020. He framed the proposal as an option for older Australians. We're not forcing anyone out of their home in old age. We're not obliging aged persons to negatively mortgage their home. We're not asking members of families to chip in and pay for their families. Ian Henschke backed up the proposal as a practical, sensible solution. He explained that Mr Keating was talking about the fact that if you're a millionaire and you don't know it because your home is worth a million dollars, but you don't have a million dollars in the bank, you can't get some assistance from a home care package from the government, but you may need some extra money. So use the equity in the home as a way of topping that up. Most seniors own their own homes outright. Home equity programs are not the solution for everyone, but they are available options for those who are restricted in their ability to fund improvements on their home that can keep them living in their home for longer. The good news is that for seniors who are interested in home equity schemes, most seniors do own their own homes and can make use of these sorts of programs. Ian Henschke explained that National Seniors Australia deals in evidence-based research. We've done our research. Well above 90% of older Australians want to stay in their own home. How many of them own their own homes? About 80% of 80-year-olds own their own homes. With the rising prices of homes across Australia, many seniors who brought their homes at a relatively inexpensive price when they were younger are now in a position where they are millionaires on paper, with homes valued at over a million dollars. In other words, they are asset rich but cash poor. Scheme already exists. Did you know that the federal government already operates the Home Equity Access Scheme? It lets older Australians get a voluntary, non-taxable loan at a rate of 3.95%. To access the scheme, you need to be an Australian citizen, you must be of pension age, you have to own your own home or property, this does not need to be a home that you live in, this scheme can be accessed through Centrelink. Meeting with Centrelink face-to-face. One of the problems with the Home Equity Access Scheme, according to Ian Henschke, is that people simply don't know about it. Most older Australians don't know, Ian said. This is the dreaded thing about the government. It has policies but doesn't actually tell people because they expect people to go on the internet. 
I was talking to a 94-year-old lady who lives on the North Shore in Sydney and had no idea about it. National Seniors is here telling people what the government should have told them. A couple can borrow $57,000 a year if they're self-funded retirees. A pensioner can get half as much again. This can make a real difference to people's lives. For those who do access the government scheme, the loan repayments begin when the recipient dies and becomes a probate issue as the estate is settled. That shouldn't be a concern for those who need to access the Home Access Equity Scheme. After all, as Ian explained, it is your money, your house. It would be the same as if you had money left on your mortgage. Ian delivered some really great practical advice for anyone wanting to find out more about the scheme at Centrelink but aren't comfortable accessing the information on the internet. Go to Centrelink and make an appointment to meet with someone in person. At Centrelink, there are people called Financial Information Services Officers, he advised. People should take advantage of the face-to-face, book an appointment, go down there and do it. When people deal with each other face-to-face, they deal with each other better. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you found value in the news stories presented, more information about National Seniors Australia can be found on our website at www.nationalseniors.com.au. There you can find more news stories like these, along with information about our advocacy work for older Australians, the value of becoming a National Seniors Australia member. We'll be back next week with another Get Connected podcast. Until then, take care. Mm